thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And we are really excited to share today's podcast with you. And guess who's going to be our front of the run? It's Kim. So today... Kim's going to be talking to us all about what she learned in Houston, Texas. Houston? Houston. We've got a problem. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it because it's all about how or what we are, what makes us who we are or why we do what we do. I think it's super exciting to be able to analyze that and, and to have some more clarity around what makes us innately human mm. and what's the distinguishing factors that make me different from you and you different from Cindy. What is that? Mm. So tell us, tell us, Rumpa Stompa Bumpa Boo. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? What was that? What was that? What was that? Rumpa Room. Rumpa Room. Where did I get that from? Rumpa stumpa bumper do. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, do. Have all Magic my mirror, tell me today, did all my friends have fun and play? Oh, you remember that? I just came to I remember the Hail Mary and the Our Father, but I do not remember the Rumpa stumpa rumpa roof. That was our Hail Mary. That is right. Miss Helene was my Hail Mary. Oh, gosh, that's hysterical. Isn't that amazing? I don't know where that came from, Habsa. Does that tell you something about me? Actually, it does. It does. Now, what's fascinating about this, and and for those of you that have been listening to us for a while, you will notice that we all have some qualities that we share. You will also notice that some of us have different qualities. Um, And what I really got to discover over in, in Houston, and I've been doing this work for a while, but what was really exciting was understanding that this work has been based right back to Hippocrates, um, where he actually, when he was doing a whole lot of research, he was collecting or looking at the bodily fluids of the human being and how they reacted to wellness are and we going illness. To, are we going to poo again? <laughs> <laughs> are we, are we going there again? I was wondering too with the body body fluids. <laughs> huh? Hi, for goodness. Well, you're going to love some of these terms, oh, aren't you? Oh, dear. Oh, nice. So, nice. So what nice. he discovered after a lot of research was... Do that I need to take four, notes? You can do. I do I there need were to take four notes. main okay. types. In fact, yeah, you can all take, t- take okay. notes because you might be interested and this is doing it at home. Okay. So then what, what he originally noticed is that there was very hot-blooded types. Hot-blooded types were the ones that um, were quite creative and they were very out there, but their blood ran hot. And they were what he called the sanguines. Now, how does he know that their blood ran hot? Yeah, because he was taking temperature. I don't know. I wasn't around, but he was taking temperatures. He was... <laughs> Are you serious? Did you just say that? I don't know. I wasn't there. Don't ask me. Honestly, it's thousand years ago. I mean, sure. So he was looking it's at the hoods of ill people, and so people that felt hot, felt hot to touch, okay. sweated lots. Well, like, they do that in the Indian, yeah. you know, Everything's Ayurvedic. Based. Everything yeah. is based mm. on the way that yeah, the yeah. people feel. Chinese medicine as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he looked at the sang- so he called them sanguines. Okay. Where did he get the names from? Yeah. I don't ask me. Maybe, uh, maybe in thinking, Latin no. that means hot blooded. It does. You're right. Okay. So carry on. <laughs> so then, then the next type he noticed were ones that had quite a lot of. It was, it was almost known as like a black bile. They were very um, strong types, but they had a lot of bile around them, and he called them cholerics. Um, so, 
I always wondered where these names came from. Mm. Because choleric sounds like colic, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. disease. But it's it could be colic because bile. Yeah, and yeah, it could be. It's a digestive See, enzyme. And so, how did he? How did he actually find these people that had black bile? Like there were his cu- customers. His yeah, because he was a healer. People. He was a healer. He was a healer. So these were people that come Father to him with medicine. illness. And he would, he just started noticing there was a pattern. Oh, right. Okay, so he was noticing patterns. Oh. Okay. And then what he noticed is that then we had ones that had more of a depressive type of nature, but their phlegm was, uh, sorry, their phlegm, their, their, oh. their bodily fluids were more yellow associated, and he called them melancholics. I'm not phleg- phlegms. Yeah, we're going to get there. <laughs> and the final group was mel- so melancholics. What, what, what was the problem with So that? they were yellow. So they had more of a yellow bile discharge, but they yeah. were also a little bit more depressive types. Then we had what's called the phlegmatic, and you've guessed it, there was a lot of phlegm. <laughs> phlegm. Um, they produced a lot of phlegm. It's uncivilised. Yeah. And so if, if we really want to, and so that's what it started on. He started wow. noticing that no matter what illness was presented and no matter which illness each one got, they displayed a certain behaviour or characteristic based Sorry, what on was those. the yellow bile one again? Melancholic. Melancholic, okay. You know what? You, I always hear you talking about these, and I mm. go, who was the fool <laughs> to make up a name that <laughs> has phlegm in it? And, and chlorelic and sanguine. I'm like going, oh, can't we just have basic terms? But I now, mm. I never knew that. And it was based on his Hippocrates. work. So... Obviously, fast forward a little bit, and we there was a gentleman whose name has just gone, I've just gone blank, in the 1940s, that then started looking at these four types, because as many of you will know, there's lots of personality programming and profiling mm, out lots. there, yeah. from DISC through to Myers-Briggs, and all these different ones that are there. But then in the 1970s, a lady called Florence Litauer heard Dr. Tim, can't think of his last name, um, speak on this, and she brought it right into the modern arena and gave them more common names. Mm. So your sanguine, she called a popular. Your choleric, she called a powerful. Your melancholic, she called a precise or perfect. Actually, it was her words, perfect. And then the phlegmatic was peaceful which made it more approachable and adaptable for people to look at. So for those of you listening, you'll know, particularly if you've brought up children, you can raise two, three, four children in one home and there ain't no way they're all going to be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, You can raise them with the same values, the same ideals, the same disciplines, and each one of them could react quite differently. Just in the same response, you've you've been attracted to someone, you happen to marry them, what you absolutely loved about them when you first met them is now driving you batty. Right? So what's the (laughs) (laughs) So what happened is if you have a look and let me just give you a little brief understanding about each of the four types. So if you're a sanguine type, if you're a playful or a popular type, you're a talker, you're enthusiastic, you are creative, you're someone who enters the room laughing, you're more of a positive type, you just are enthusiastic, you have that kind of nature, and if you have children or partners like this, you know them. They tell a joke and they've got a hearty laugh they love telling stories 
The opposite of them is what we call the melancholic. Um, so really, if you drew a square, you know, a line down the middle and a line across, you know, these guys are opposite one another. So the melancholic is very precise, perfect. Everything's got to be in order. Everything is structured. They love lists. They love making lists for lists. They love ticking things off. Their wardrobes are usually tidy. They're like everything about them has got to have structure and order and they need it like that in order to operate in their best. Then when we look at the choleric or the powerful, they love they love order as well, but they like control more than anything at all. They can't stand it when things aren't in control or structured. They also are very loud often. They are very driven. They are, are you know, a lot of them are our leaders. They are, they, they, they usually say things as they are. There's no fooling around with these guys. They're to the point, direct. They can't stand waffle. They just need you to get to the point, cut to the chase. And then our last group is the phlegmatic or the peacefuls, and they love peace and quiet. They love uh, harmony. They love being in nature. They really, they really, they're quiet types, but don't don't be fooled. They're not passive. They well, they can be, but they're not withdrawn. They they often are the most stubborn out of all four types. So they've actually got a very strong will, but it's a bit like the iron fist and the velvet glove. So when you look at these four types, and I'm going to go into a little bit more if you're wondering who you are and what you are. What I'd love you to take from this is it's not about boxing people in. It's not about making someone, oh, you're that, therefore you are, and this is how it works. It's actually a framework, and it's based on a, on a temperament that we are born with. So Hippocrates and Dr. Tim and Florence all believe that we come into this world with a genetic predisposition of a certain one of those types, or every one of us will be born with one of those types predominantly. Then the other 60%, so 40% of that is what we're born with. The other 60-odd percent is based on parental upbringing, schooling, teachers, coaching, experiences, church, whatever it is that you're involved with, could alter or enhance your born temperament. And what I found fascinating, what I learned over there, was a thing that we called masked behavior or learned behavior so you might be broad you might be a very um peaceful type you might be one of those gentle souls salt of the earth one of those types but you had a very powerful choleric father or mother who was very driven and pushed and they actually looked at you as quite lazy so in order to please you probably took on the mannerisms or the behaviors or the temperament of a choleric or a powerful personality type in order to please and you've gone through life as a powerful but in fact, you're truly a peaceful. And what happens at some point in our life, we can become ill or we can become disconnected or we can become not feeling happy, depressed, because we're not living in our truth. Now, let me layer this another level again. What I discovered over there, and Kaz, as I said, when I put my hand up over there, oh my gosh, this is amazing. My girlfriend would love this. But then I went, actually, she probably already knows it. <laughs> And being the personality style that I am. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what these two are in a minute. Um, but what was fascinating is they've now taken it another level with the brain. So looking at the brain, the brain is actually a left and right hemisphere and a frontal and a basal. So there's actually four quadrants oh. of the brain as well. And what we're discovering is that the right, the, 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 sorry, the frontal left is the real direct um, logic, um, the thinking that's very um, structured and it's it's sequential and things like that. So, ironically, that matches the choleric. When we look at the cr the frontal right, 
it's the very creative part of our thinking. It's when we're spontaneous. It's our, it's our storytelling. It's our artistic side. And funnily enough, that's the sanguine. When we look at the basal right is when we look at the beautiful phlegmatic, still people-orientated on the right-hand side. So the right hemisphere is very creative, people-orientated, artistic, creative types and talkers. And that's our phlegmatic down on the basal right. And on the basal left, again, on the left hemisphere is very structured, organized, um, logical, strategy. And that's our precise down on the bottom left. Wow, isn't that amazing? Now, you can't exactly put the whole program right on top. There's some overlaps and things. But what I discovered from this was... I just spoke about learned behaviour. Now, there was a classic example given of a gentleman over there who, an Asian man, was raised and expected to get a, to be a lawyer or a doctor. He got his law degree, hated it, practised law for 10 years, hated it, and he was also a musician, loved his music, but knew he had to be a lawyer in order to please the family and to do what he had to do. Now, interestingly enough, he found he had you know, a bit of a midlife crisis, wasn't coping with life, wasn't doing anything at all, and in the end, he just walked out of his job, and his wife, everybody freaked because you just don't do this, and he just said, all I want to do is to create music shop I want a music environment I want to teach music and there was a photo of him as a lawyer very straight but depressed looking you know he wasn't happy and there he was with his bloody guitar and his smile as wise he opened a business within a year it was one of the top um, music um, shops and also tutorials in the states at that point and what the lady that was presenting this material said was, when you operate out of a temperament that's not naturally yours, the amount of glucose and oxygen the brain uses in order to be that is so draining and harsh on the system that often it can re- reduce our, I guess, our vibrational levels or, more importantly, our ability to fight infection. So the, the white blood cells and things, it's quite extraordinary. They're not going to operate in the best way. And I know Kaz has touched on this at times when we've talked about um, a lot of the brain stuff, but it just made such sense mm. to me, particularly when you look at stories or you yourself might be thinking, you know, oh, no, I'm definitely a playful type. But you've been, you had maybe very precise, perfect parents and, you've, and now you're doing a bookkeeping job that you hate because actually what you're wanting to do is to write books or play music or be an artist or be creative. And when we're not doing our natural temperament, we often act out in a way that really reduces our vibrational energy, but more importantly, our ability to fight infection and also our ability to be ourselves. So from my point of view of watching this and looking at this, you know, for many of us as parents, we think we're doing the right thing for our children because we think that they should be doing a certain way what we see. And that's the beautiful part of this work. It's seek to understand before you're understood. You know, or your dad's always said, I like this man. He thinks I'm right. <laughs> he always says that. You know? <laughs> and often we're attracted to someone because yeah. they're the same personality type. Mm. Now, interestingly with us, all three of us have a choleric part of our personality, the powerful. All three of us. So Cindy's actually a powerful sanguine or powerful popular. Keza is a melancholic choleric. So she's a precise powerful. And I am a sanguine choleric or a popular uh, powerful. And what's interesting, so none of us are peaceful? None of us actually <laughs> so have peaceful. We have no peace. No, no, Karen's a powerful, precise. You're a powerful, playful or powerful, popular. And I'm a popular, 
powerful. So I'm using both sides of my brain. Well, you're using the frontal. The frontal. You're very oh, frontal I'm using my frontal part of it. You're yeah. using your She's left, using side, left Karen, side. That is, hemisphere. Karen, yeah. I'm pointing to Karen. Which is logical, precise, ordered, structured. She, she was an accountant. She was yeah. a beauty therapist. She had, look at it, look at it. Recruitment. She's now, done all those. Yeah, so she's done very, and very corporate. Very anal things. <laughs> when all I really want to do is have a farm and pet cow. Well, <laughs> be a peaceful. No, no, no. She wants to be a peaceful. Like precise types. Remember, now you're into the lower hemisphere. So precise and peaceful are people that they love being around people, but they really love nature, mm. animals, plants, anything that's real, salt of the earth. So that's why she's got that flick and that twist, which is why. <laughs> flick and the twist. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why all three of us relate very well. That's why we deliver the If you notice, whenever any one of us speak, we're to the point, well, we'll tell stories and we'll get into it, but we are very passionate about what we do and we deliver the information. And all of us don't like faffing about. We'll have fun, but we all want to get to the mm. point at some point. We want it finished over, moved on. Like We're all very pragmatic, if you like. Now, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're going, I don't know which one I'll be, yes, you can be a blend. You can never be an opposite, so you couldn't be a popular precise. You just, you cannot be, that's that's what we call the learned or masked behaviour. That's when you've learnt one. And that's when you get tired, tired and you can get and you, run down. And you're not happy with your job, maybe, or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why not all types fit into the school discipline, yeah, you know, particularly yeah. for a lot of sanguine kids or playful, powerful, uh, popular kids. These kids are very playful they're they're often told mm. that they're the class disruptors mm. they're often told they talk too much and my son's got this it's mm. always in, in his report would do better if he didn't talk so much <laughs> would do better yeah. if he didn't interrupt others would do you know and i'm mm. thinking you know what's so bad and he's also got a flick of powerful or the choleric in him which means when he gets told off he stands defiant so then he gets in trouble for being rude and yet what really hit me with Jacob, I took him to a swimming class one day, and he was acting the goat. And this teacher, the swim coach, nailed him. He said, Jacob Morrison, out of the pool now. Sit on the side. I've got a job for you. Best thing you can tell a choleric, you've got a job for them. Because a powerful choleric likes to work. One of their greatest fears is not producing, not doing something. So Jacob hopped out of the pool and knew he was in trouble, and Mark said to him, now, every one of these swimmers swimming out the limit, you're going to, get, you're going to judge them out of 10, how far or how well they do it. Got it? And Jacob goes, yep. And he judged everybody as they come. And he goes, tell me what it was. And he goes, well, she did a 6 out of 10, and he did a 7 out of 10. And, of course, no, I've got a 10 out of 10. Um, but he said, right, Jacob Morrison, get in the pool now and swim one length and give me a 10 out of 10 and show us how it's done. Jacob got in that pool, and he swam the length of that pool, and he got out, and it certainly was a 10 out of 10. As far as, and the coach went, brilliant. Now, if you don't behave like that again, you're going to have to kiss the next girl, and you're going to have to be out of the pool for oh, the rest perfect. of the day. Now, Jacob behaved. And he also felt important. So often these disruptive kids are the ones that either are bored or they need a game or they need something else, another challenge in order to keep them going. But a lot of teachers, guess what they are? They're our our melancholics, our precise types. They like planning and routines. Mm. They find their opposite type very frustrating. So from that point of view, if you could understand this work, the greatest thing that I took away from it is you don't take things personally. You stop taking because you realise that you're operating out of your temperament. I don't see it that way because I'm different. So the whole basis of this work is I'm different, not wrong. Well, you're different, not wrong. My, my new talk I've called is <laughs> why am I so normal and everyone else isn't? You know, because you feel like through you. <laughs> I like that. You think, you think you're normal. You yeah. think that you are, how you see the world is how everyone should see the world or, or do see the world. And when they don't, it's like there's oh, conflict. Exactly. So, and this work saves marriages. 
Because if you look at it, let's say, for instance, Danny and I are complete opposites. I'm a popular sanguine. He's a melancholic, um, precise. So when we got married, I loved the fact that he was ordered. He paid bills on time. He always had money in his account. His car was always clean. The room was always tidy. Like, for me as a sanguine who's quite out there and playful and all of that, I actually really loved that structure and stability wore me. What he loved about me was that I was spontaneous. I loved being around people. I was funny. I told jokes, and he laughed at them. Um, <laughs> I laugh at your jokes, too. <laughs> um, and he, he loved the fact that I was creative and always coming up with different ideas and entrepreneur and could see ways that I could make our own business and lives work. As time went on and the honeymoon period was over, I started thinking... Like, we're in the kitchen one day. This was a, a, a marked moment. I had just heard a lady called Alison Mooney speak in New Zealand, who's also been trained in this work. And she was talking about this and how marriages can fall apart. And she was also talking about the fact that we, as human beings, do not go looking for affairs, um, often in marriages, because our emotional needs are not being met or our tanks not topped, which we've discussed. Um, but what was interesting is Danny and I realised in that moment we were complete opposites. So when I go home cooking, I'm not a mess, but I have everything open because I've got I might have dirty hands and I don't want to touch drawers, so everything's open and done. And then I do a massive clean up and it's all done. Whereas Danny will walk in, he'll shut cupboards because his thoughts are don't want someone to knock their head, or he'll close the drawer in case someone knocks their hip. Whereas I took it as he's annoying me, <laughs> he's just doing that to irritate me. And so we've had these arguments. Well, after we went and heard Ellie speak, we came home and we laughed. And he called me Popular Pam, and I called him Perfect Pete. So it became a bit of a joke as to... And, and you could laugh at yourselves rather than get hell-bent on why we are behaving certain ways. So another story. My girlfriend, Fleur, she came home. Her husband had spent all weekend painting the bathroom. And she's a, a melancholic, precise. So she's standing there, and he walks in after... And he's a, a phlegmatic sanguine, so he loves the whole people. He loves pleasing all that sort of thing and she's coming to the bathroom he's going what do you think and she's looked around and she's gone oh oh sweetie you missed a bit and he's gone oh for god's sake right gutted so then he went off storming off she was just like oh my gosh i'm only just so from her perspective everything's got to be perfect she noticed a flaw wasn't knocking him but of course he's sensitive to it took it as a knock and they had this argument about it whereas she just pointed out what naturally comes to her that there was a mistake so what was interesting with this is that when you can understand how people behave, if you'd come in and gone, and, and, and Danny had done that to me, apparently I don't stack the dishwasher properly, apparently. And you don't put the toilet paper on the right. And I don't put right. the toilet paper roll on the right. But this is something you'll learn about precise types. There's a definite way of doing things. Do you um, think I'm precise? Yeah, I think you've got precise. No, but when she put her sheets up, you were having an absolute fit. Yeah, I know. I don't do the toilet paper and I don't do the sheets. Well, it could be that she's learnt precise because everything about her has got to be. I know, I know. So whether she has a sanguine, she's like us, maybe we're all sanguine colorics, as in playful powerfuls, and you've learnt. Was your mum like that? No, my mum, I'm I'm thinking Mm. about everybody in my life Mm. now. I'm trying to put them all into the little categories. I'm Mm. trying to figure out what Matt is. Mm. I think Matt's peaceful. Mm. I think my mum is melancholic. My mum is precise. Yeah. And your dad? What was he like? My dad is... My dad would be popular powerful. Yeah? Yeah. My sister's pure powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the by, mm-hmm. what you've told me about your sister, she sounds really powerful. Yeah, pure. Like, yeah. I mean, she yeah, would yeah. give me a pity. Yeah, mm. and I think my brother, 
He's a peaceful and he's a perfect person. Everything is perfect and he's incredibly peaceful. And you my can, brother's just a little angel. Yeah. <laughs> and he can and so you know what sister. those types are very sensitive. The the precise beautiful. peacefuls are very beautiful souls. They have a very sensitive heart, unbelievably oh, sensitive. He's so soft. And very they get upset when they see ill harm, they get worried and upset for people. They're also the the you know the, the the people that are out there fighting for a cause, or they'll they'll want to save animals, or they'll be a missionary type. They are very sensitive, salt of the earth types. Do you know it's so amazing? Because as you were talking about people having these different um, masked personalities, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, are we all like that? Like, mm-hmm. is it, does every human being have a way of being that has them survive in the world? Because that's what they think is needed, and that you know is, is born out of uh, our values that are established as we're growing up. And I think every human being has a level of that. And even like looking at myself now, I'm really questioning what am I? Mm-hmm. And looking at my sister, I would say she's pure powerful, and I've just said that now. But my sister's got the softest heart, mm-hmm. and she's the most generous creature that was ever born. Mm-hmm. And she'll stand behind and love and support to, at her own cost. Mm-hmm. And so, so does my mum. I'm really, I'm so intrigued. You know, the, it, neat it's thing is, the neat thing is, if you have a look at that, everything you're describing about your family, and you're absolutely right, Kaz, we can mask behaviour depending on our circumstances. We could, all, we could all get quite playful if we were at a party, for instance. We could oh, all become yeah. quite popular. Well, I think I'm quite funny. <laughs> we this, know. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> is it now time to tell her the truth? Let me say this. What happens is, this. and when I said that, let me say this. <laughs> so what happens is, we, no matter what, we are born with one type, no matter what. And how I'm going to tell you how you know that type is. Now, here I might answer your question. Mm-hmm. It's Fabulous. based on, now this is the only work that out of all the personality profiling and everything out there, this is the only one that focuses on the emotional needs, which I really like. Mm. And I really believe as human beings, being emotional creatures, this Mm. is the part that actually, to me, stands out above any other profiling. So if you are a sanguine, popular, playful type, your needs when you are stressed, so really think about it when you're under stress and you're worried or something's upset you, you need attention, affection, acceptance and approval. You guys will ring someone up. You need to talk about it. You need to people around. You hate being in people's bad books. You want that affection. You don't like making people, you don't like, definitely do not like making mistakes. But you also really, really crave that attention. Now, it's not to say that you're one of these types that is an attention-seeking, whatever, but what you need is to be acknowledged for that need of attention. So in other words... So this is the popular. Yeah, the popular popular. sanguine. So these guys, attention, Mm -hmm. affection, acceptance and approval, they need to be in people's good books, they need to tell the story, they need to get it off their chest. Let's go to the opposite, which is the melancholic, um, precise type. Now their needs, when they're really stressed, space, silence, sensitivity, support... So these guys need, when you're stressing, if you're around a precise type, they're going to withdraw. 
not because they don't want to talk to you. Well, actually, they don't want to talk to you, but they don't want to talk to you because they need space to think about it. They're very logical thinkers. Remember, they're on the left hemisphere of the brain. They think sequentially. They've got to go through it in their mind before they can make a decision. So this is the, this is the stressed person? A stressed, precise type right. has to have space. They also cannot stand loud noise when they're stressed. So if you've got a mother or father or a child that there's lots of noise and they're stressing, they'll go, turn the radio down. Um, my husband, when he's driving, when he stresses if he's running late, he'll be turn the turn the t- turn the radio down because he just he can't, maybe that's because he's a bloke too, and they can only do one thing at once. I, I, I dare say he's um, got something to do with that. So your ca- you. your car is perfect for him because yeah. it was so funny. I hopped in the car the other day, and when Kim puts it into reverse, all the music goes off. Oh, perfect for precise types. Yes. Does it, your new car does that? Yes. Yeah. Well, the music just goes off. Wow, why? I think a man designed it. He can't cope with music <laughs> and noise. When he's Too many things going on at once. That's so funny. Or, I love that. A precise. A precise type loves it. Could have been a female peaceful. precise. They did really that. do love it. And and what they find, so, so think about this if you're a precise melancholic, you need space, silence, sensitivity, support. So you need support from afar, but you do not need people in your face. Um, the support you need is just that someone can send you a text and go, I'm thinking of you here if you need. That's perfect. Whereas if you said that to a sanguine, they'd go, what do you mean you're here? You're not here. Where's the wine? Where's the drinks? Why aren't you here supporting me? And, and do you know what I mean? Like They need people. They feed off the energy of people, whereas precise melancholics need space. Let's so the- just, can we just look at this? So you've got a popular and a precise married. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, if they're having an argument... Mm-hmm. The one that's the one that wants to talk about, it and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if that's want, not going to work, is it? If you have a, if you understand this work, yeah. you will know that your partner needs to talk. Or I will know when Danny's stressed. He need, I, the best thing I can do for Danny when he gets into a flap is to go and run him a bath, put some calming oils in there, and leave him in the bath. But then you know this. Mm-hmm. But neither person, if you don't know this stuff, mm. neither person gets their needs met. No, and that's why marriages break down yeah. and we have a one and two divorce rate. It's amazing, isn't it? Because Or parent-child relationships break down. Exactly, where the child Sibling needs to relationships separate. Break down. Yeah. This work cool. to me is imperative that we understand so mm. that we can... You know what it is? It's about acknowledging each other's weaknesses. It's about acknowledging each other's emotional needs. And it's about acknowledging each other when we're great. You know, like really focusing on our strengths as well. Let's just finish the thing with the choleric. So when if you're a choleric who's someone, when you're stressed, if you're a powerful choleric and you're under a lot of stress, um, what you need is loyalty first and foremost. You do not like people that lie to you. You you guys are the judge, jury, and executioner. You will not cope with anyone that does not tell the truth. Um, you will also find that you need credit for your accomplishments. And that doesn't mean to say they're craving attention, but they need someone to turn around and say, you've done a great job. Because often choleric stress when they're not getting something met because they are very timeline-driven and they like to achieve. And so their way of having their emotional needs met is, and one of the best things you could say to one of these types is, couldn't have done it without you you're amazing only you would do it as great as you can Mm -hmm. because they are the doers of all four of us and they're the ones that really need that and the other thing they need is um order they like and control and if they haven't got control order credit for their accomplishments and loyalty they stress even more Let's look at the phlegmatic. They're opposite, the peaceful phlegmatic. Their needs when they're stressed is peace and quiet. They need When they're stressed and freaking out or things are going wrong, they need peace and quiet. They need to be valued for who they are, not for what they do. So often people will look at a peaceful and think they're lazy or they're, they're not doing enough, they're not achieving enough. 
and yet they've done something really quite beautiful in the background but no one's noticed but if you could turn around and say you know what I'm not worried about you getting an A I'm more concerned at the fact that you gave it your all and something you're not good at that means a lot so valued for who they are not for what they do is really important to them and the other thing that's really important to peaceful times is respect they really crave respect and they need respect so if they feel like their needs aren't being met or they're not being respected for wanting peace and quiet, they will shut down even more. Mm. So you can also have an extreme in each one of these. You could be an extreme choleric um, who, when they get very stressed, what turns into that, how we control in our world is we control with one of four ways. So the sanguine controls with charm. Charm the pants off anybody to get what they want. So my son, I'm telling him off in the middle of the day one day he'd done something terrible. I can't even remember what it was, but I'm standing there going, Jacob Morrison, that is not acceptable. And he looks at me and he goes, at four years of age, you've got the most amazing eyes. We're not angry. <laughs> Cheeky thing. Yeah. So you see how they're charming. Or yeah. And I do this to Howie or you know husbands or people. Mm-hmm. I'll go up to them and I'll go, you know that car that you've got that's got a tow bar? <clears throat> <laughs> oh, you're such a beautiful person. You know, like, you'll just, you watch them charm the pants off. And, and you always start your emails with, hello, gorgeous, or hello, darling girl, or yeah. hello, this. Hello. Oh, yeah. And we go, she wants something. Yeah, yeah. yeah we know. <laughs> always. Always, like, like, my husband is, do this. He's a choleric. Yeah, and he'll, he'll send you an email, and he'll be like, Boom, 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 boom. And Kimmy will come back with a 10 page, I love you, darling, and I do this for you, and this is what you. Yeah, and and, and then you're at the amazing. end, and then at the end, you're amazing, and then at the end, she'll ask for something. <laughs> Whereas how you just go, I want this. It's true. It is. Now, if you are a talkative type and you've got someone saying, I want this, you could actually take offence to that and say, get stuff. <laughs> but if you know that Howie is that type, his, his point form, mm. his text, mm. often he'll answer a text, okay. Yeah. I go, you've got 160 little characters there. You could have said a lot more than okay. Um, and, but you see, I'm the talker. And you, he can re- get one of my emails and go, where's the point? Where's the point? Where's the point? Mm. And he will. He'll look for the point. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. yeah. I do that. He'll just I look for that. the point. doesn't yeah. want to look I at all the other. All, I, I, I learned specifically to speed read because I had a couple of people in my life who would send me big, wordy emails and Facebook mm. messages, and I don't have the time. So I flick, 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 look for the point, look for the point, look for the point, don't oh. find it, delete. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a choleric language. Delete. delete. <laughs> Yeah, but all three of us oh. have this. It's two, it's your two, <laughs> both you two. It's your dominating mm. personality type. It's my secondary personality. Mm. So I can flick into that choleric, but it's not my leading driver. So when, so let's just think about this. So, so sanguines control with charm. The cholerics control with anger. Oh, so see, now, an angry no, 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 but no, you we, can do, choleric is, choleric is the powerful, oh, but yeah. how they control with anger, you don't, it's a threat of anger, it can even be a threat, it yeah, can I'm be a raised you, eyebrows, oh. Oh. it can be a, look at you laughing at me, it's true, it took me a second to see the funny side of that <laughs> So you guys control with 
anger or threat of anger. In other words, if you've got a true choleric wanting something done, they'll come in and say, I said now, or I want it done, to, you know, when, when I flick into that as a mother, I'll say, is everybody in the car? I want you in that. One of our other favorite words is now. You want it done now. You want it done. In fact, you'd rather it was done yesterday. Yesterday. But you want it done now. So for them, the way that we control is through a threat of anger. And as you've matured, you may not use anger. Well, no, what I do now, if somebody says, no, I can't do that, I'll go, oh, okay, well, what about now? <laughs> and they go, no, I still can't do it. I go, okay. Um, all right, well, what, how about now then? <laughs> pushing and pushing and pushing until they say no. And then guess what she'd do? Hang up, won't use you again. That's true. Absolutely. One chance, one chance. So that's what I'm saying. One chance, Charlie. So that's a real powerful word. One chance, Karen. (laughs) Now, you haven't got angry in that. But they would have got a tone in your voice (laughs) that would show that either you will get angry or you're off. You're out. You're done. I I, I completely unplug, disconnect, withdraw, overdone, moved on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's that left brain side too, where they go very clinical, factual, to the point. But they, don't, they don't need emotion. Mm-hmm. They don't need a lot of emotion. People have said this about me before. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm so soft. Yeah, but powerfuls are incredibly soft. Mm-hmm. They've also, remember, they're in the frontal part of the brain, which is also people orientated. So they have that real soft. If you're, if you're a person that pleases a powerful or someone in your life that you adore, you you will be like a lioness with her cubs. You will love that person like you wouldn't believe, but anyone hurt them or go near them, and you are ferocious. So what happens with a power? So there's a very sensitive side to all four types has a sensitive part to them, okay. but yours is is it's not your dominating leader. Whereas a peaceful and a sanguine or a sanguine and a, and a phlegmatic will lead with their sensitivity because they're the right brain side. They are mm. people that are very sensitive souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, less about me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we've got control with charm, control with anger. The fle- uh, sorry, the the melancholics will control with mood. So all they have to do now, is, melancholic is, is the precise. The precise, right? So the precise, they just have to roll their eyes. Tut is oh. another thing that they'll do. And you know who was really good at that is Fleur. Oh my gosh. Did she, she do such that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Fleur was so good at this. Or they'll get moody, they'll go they'll do this. Are you alright? Yep. Are you sure you're right? Yeah, I'm fine. Fine is one of their favourite words <laughs> to tell you that they're so not. Um, or they'll go, fine, yeah, sure. Mm. Um, or they'll turn and they'll go, I'll just do it myself. Mm. You know, they'll, they'll use it or they'll sulk. As, as children, they're the sulkers. They tend to go into their room and throw a little pity party because they're also, let's think about this too, the northern hemisphere of the brain, the frontal part of the brain, is also um, a more optimistic, more positive types. So the cholerics and the sanguines or the, uh, the, the powerfuls and the playfuls are very uh, positive. Whereas the phlegmatic and melancholic, the, the precise peacefuls, have more of a negative disposition. So they will find, they'll see the negative in something. It's not saying that they are negative people, but they'll see the negative in something before they see the positive. In other words, if I said to Danny, oh my gosh, I've got this great business idea, it's this, this, and this, I'm so excited, and he'll turn around and go, how much is that going to cost? And I go, what do you mean how much is it going to cost? Who cares how much it's going to cost? We could just do it, we could make millions, right? <laughs> and he's going to go, yeah, but how? 
And what's Danny? He's a melancholic, precise. So he wants to know the detail. He wants to know the plan. He wants to know what's happening. And so often that's why we have this disharmony with one another because one, instead of reading it that, oh, my gosh, he actually just needs a plan and, all, and actually I need him to do a plan so I can carry this mm-hmm. off, or he's not looking at me going, oh, God, I love the way she's thinking. It's so creative. Oh, my gosh, I can look at a way of doing this. We're not reading each other's strengths. We're reading each other's weaknesses. He knows I'll start something and won't finish it. I know he'll get so anal pedantic that he'll never get off the ground because the plan will never get put into place because he's always writing a plan to create a plan. <laughs> so it's like, if you look at, isn't that interesting though? When we go to the extreme opposite or the extreme negative weaknesses of ourselves is when we go into real disharmony and disconnection. Mm. So they control with mood and the phlegmatic peacefuls control with <laughs> procrastination. So if you say to a peaceful tie, oh honey, I want you to tidy your room. Yeah, yeah. And you'll go back in. Honey, I said tidy your room. Yeah, I'll do it. And the more you nag them, the more they go, yeah, whatever. They dig their little heels in. They'll do it. That's the stubborn do it part of their personality, isn't it? Stubborn. The most stubborn of all four types is the peaceful. So don't underestimate them. I think this is Matthew. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I think I think it could be. Mm-hmm. He's a peaceful. You, mm-hmm. you said that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And you thought he was, but now you're absolutely... Well, s- yes. <laughs> based, on, based on the aforementioned information, yes. Yes, based, uh, based on the stubbornicity. The stubbornicity. It's really, really interesting because I think I have a peaceful son with a powerful father. Yeah. Not my father, but his father. Yeah. My husband. Howie. Howie. Yeah. <laughs> We're at Howie at the moment. So... What's interesting is that, you know, Howard will ask Brogan to do something and won't do it. Then he'll come to me and complain that he hasn't done it. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. He come and dob on him. Yeah, he comes and dob. <laughs> he hasn't done it yet. Or he'll do the same with um, Tania as mm-hmm. well. And Tania will dig her heels in. But I wouldn't have thought she was a peaceful. Yeah, but all of us can be stubborn to cholerics because cholerics are so annoying. Oh. They're so demanding, and they're bossy. Is that what it is about Howie? They're bossy. <laughs> they're demanding. They want it done now. Their time frame is now. But when you look at a little hurt now that I know that what I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is is what they achieve. Yeah. Like I think that's how it's definite personality is powerful mm. and what he can achieve is... no one else can achieve the way a powerful oh, can let's have a look at it this way if this was a play on broadway our sanguine mm. playfuls oh, yes. oh, sorry, play sanguine yep. playfuls are our actors they're the center of attention they're the act they're the main act, that's you right? kimmy yep. always then we've got <laughs> the, the main act, bloody right. the main act. Yep. She right. and i am funny <laughs> Just saying. Gee, um, Sharon thinks she's funny, but Kim is funny. Oh. No, she's actually really funny. Oh, no. um, so you were just really funny then. Yeah. We've all got sanguine. Um, so, so the actor is the sanguine playful. Then we've got the director, who is the choleric powerful. The, oh, the of course. Of, of course. We need the producers mm. to create a, a Broadway show, which are our melancholic, uh, precise types. Of course. And then we need an audience. We're not going to have a play on Broadway without an audience, which is our peaceful phlegmatics. So you've got to look at it that in order to har- be in harmony in the world, we actually need every one of our types. Now, you made a comment before about surely when we grow up, we can mask it or we can flick into that. Absolutely. Every one of us in this room, when we were at the, the Crystal Castle, we all oh, went very phlegmatic peaceful. and very peaceful. Yeah. And we flicked into that and we were very sensitive to everyone in those needs mm. when we're leading up to an event all three of us get very choleric and powerful and we move mm. and we get things done and mm. that's how we make things happen because all three of us are very driven like that 
Um, when we're, we're podcasting. When we're podcasting, <laughs> we all flip into sing and, and And awaken the change within. Yeah. We've got another one coming up mm. in two weeks. Yeah. And there's a lot of work to be done on that. So when it comes to thinking about our seminars and our mm. retreats, we, we get, are. We I, I see that now. Yeah, yeah. I see that we become very clear, very mm. focused, and then you two go off to a day spa. <laughs> <laughs> the sanguine came out. <laughs> well, you see, this is what you've got to understand with sanguines. They need to feel relaxed in order to produce. Um, mm. Mm. Whereas Karen will work and from work and work. the minute she wakes up to the minute she goes to bed, if she does go to bed, Yeah. and we'll go play. <laughs> Not Jab. <laughs> Let's have a look at it this way. When you want something done in the home, you've got to think about, or if you're a teacher, or if you're a boss, yeah, if you're a boss or if you're someone that's actually leading people, um, you've got to think about looking after all these needs. Now, one thing that came up in America, something that's coming out over there now, they're not advertising for job descriptions anymore. They're advertising for people descriptions. Yeah. So they're asking for someone who loves order, structure, lists, oh, data wow. entry. The same thing like here. Yeah. Is that mm. the same as happening here? I just ran some um, some ads for a client, um, and the, yeah, the same is happening here. I mean, there mm. are some specific tasks that you know need to have experience, but other than that, it's all about a person. That, it's it's all about a trait advertisement rather than a job advertisement. Yeah, wow. and and you think about that from what I said at the beginning about masking or, or learned behaviours. If you apply for a job because you know that you've been a bookkeeper all your life and you know even though you hate it but that's how you earn your money absolutely when you come into that team environment if they're looking for a team that's dynamic and excited and gets lit up by it you're going to bring that team down and you can't hide you can't hide it and or you'll stress or you'll be annoyed or you'll you'll be one of those types that gets frustrated with everybody so you know this whole thing of advertising or recruiting people with based on their type mm. is a lot more important than the job description itself um so if I'm looking at it as a, as a team or a home or a family or an environment, you've got to take into account. So even in our delivery, when we deliver workshops or even podcasts, you will notice we flick into all of these ways. And we do it unknowingly, probably. But we know there's all these four types listening to us. And for some of the times, the choleric, at some of our podcasts, I know they listen to it. And in fact, they probably switch them off halfway through because there's not enough detail or not enough to the point. They're too talkative. But the sanguines love it. They will write, And then they'll write to us and tell us how much they love the way we interact and talk. The precise types love it when we give them a little plan afterwards or a list or a, stru- or a point-to-point form. And the peace source just love the fact that we honour and respect and value humanity. So what we're really addressing here is really important but when you come into being the leader of an environment or a team or a home or whatever you've got to think about it let's do it the fun way for the sanguines the, the popular sanguines let's do it the right way for the melancholic um, precise types let's do it my way for the powerful <laughs> colors and let's do it the easy way for the peaceful, for the peaceful. I love it so when you're looking at all those four types from that angle, then you can go, oh, my gosh. If, so let's talk about how do we get the best out of these people. How do we focus on their strengths and work through their weaknesses? Um, and as a parent, it's been a great learning tool because I have a very melancholic, precise daughter and a very choleric, um, sanguine type. In fact, poor Danny. He's got – Danny is a peaceful, you know, a melancholic, peaceful, precise type, melancholic, phlegmatic, and Danny has got stuck with – all us three who all have choleric in us. So he gets bamboozled. Bamboozled. And you know what's so funny? Bamboozled. <laughs> that one. Is that a new word? New one. Like, like bamboozledicity. Like, uh, um, um, type of ethnicity. Whatever we say, ethnicity. I'm saying bamboozledicity. I like mm. bamboozledicity. Mm. <laughs> so what I'm saying, now when, this is how you know, you know how sometimes you meet people 
and you're going, eh, I don't know what it is about you. You know, when you've, have you ever had that feeling, you're looking at them and thinking, I don't know, and you come away from a meeting and you're thinking, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Often it's because they're masking or they're operating out of their learned behaviour and you know it's not authentic. So, for instance, when Danny tries to get cross, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> so when he tries to tell the kids off, he goes, oh, I've had enough of this. I've been absolutely working myself off. <laughs> In, in India trying to get this done for you and the kids crack up at him because him getting angry is hilarious it doesn't suit him it doesn't match him whereas if he goes quiet and goes don't worry about it we all go ooh, ooh. right but when he operates out of what's not him we all go whatever who are you actually you know it's really interesting that you know you're more creative and Karen and I are the, lot, are the, are the powerful um, but you, Karen has perfect in it and I have the popular So basically we take up three quarters of the quadrants. Mm. But I just want the listeners to know that we actually do have a peaceful in the room, but you just never hear from them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's often the case. (laughs) And you know what? That was fabulous. That was so clever. Well, I was looking at the quadrant and I'm like looking at it going... Yeah, they just don't say much. They don't, don't there's nobody in the room that's a peaceful. <laughs> that is so But in actual fact, they are. They're sitting right here, but you just never hear from them. Is that Obi? Obi the dog. Obi the dog. Never says a word. He's very peaceful. He'll lay on his back all day. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. There's no, you would never hear from them. Why would they want to be on a podcast? Well, they have incredible, Mother Teresa. Yeah, she would never be on a podcast. No, and they don't have to be. They don't need that recognition. They don't need to be out the front. They don't want to be out the front. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Hand up. Danny is always out the front. Yeah. Isn't he? Mm, He is, and he's learnt that. Yeah. But also, don't forget... Danny's a commentator, in case nobody... um, He's a cricket commentator. Famous cricket player, now famous um, commentator, who everybody loves in Pakistan, India. So he's got a bit of a flick this way. So he goes from being a precise, um, peaceful, but he goes into the... Other ones. The sanguine, playful. He can flick Mm. into that to be a commentator, up and about. But I tell you what, when he's finished work, he wants nothing more than to come home. Mm. So how do we motivate these types? So let's look at the playful sanguine. Motivate them with fun. You've got to have games. You've got to have some sort of interaction or team building. Or they love being in group work. They love group dynamics. So this is the, the playful, power, the play, the playful okay. sanguines. <clears throat> the powerful cholerics. They love a task. Everything for them is task orientated. They need a challenge and a task. So who can be the first up the tree? Who can be the first to finish this work done? And at the end of that, we've got a. They they can't stand this PC stuff. That there is a winner. And there's a loser. As far as they're concerned, there's winners and losers. And it's okay. And if they lose, they're motivated to try again and win again. That's just their drive. They want to keep going. They don't like making mistakes, but you want to motivate them by giving them challenges and tasks. How do we motivate the precise melancholics? You've got to give them... Give them something to organise. Yeah, but detail. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. want detail. These guys also love music, by the way. They love Mozart. They love Beethoven. They love fine arts. They, they're very... It's my mum. It's my mum to a T. My yeah. mum is so academic. Yeah. Mm. And, and I ring her... academics. Oh, and mm. I ring her up in the morning and I'll say to her, Mother, what are you up to today? And she tells me everything that she's studying at uni and all the assignments that she's got to get done. And she's mm. always... Her assignment's not due till week 13 and she has it done by week three. Yeah. 
So she's well and truly ahead. She's powering through and, and the detail and the control. But then you watch my mum. She goes to see a play or she goes to see a symphony or she listens to a beautiful piece of music. And my mum closes her eyes and it's as if she gets lost. Mm. She leaves the room. She's totally not there. Mm-hmm. That's how they recharge. Picks her up and carries her away. That's, oh, that's their recharge mechanism. Beautiful. And then for the, the peacefuls, what you want to make sure for them is that there's, there's motivation for rest. In other words, when we get the job done, let's sit down and watch a movie. Or when they get the job done, you can go to the spa. Or when we get the job, they need that everything they do is motivated by rest. They need calm. Why stand when you can sit? Why sit when you can lie down? <laughs> Why be awake when you can be asleep? <laughs> they sleep easily. They drop out. And that's what happens with Danny. So when he's gone into sanguine out the front being the personality or the cricketer, Oh, my gosh, by the time he gets home, see, whereas I feed on that. After a workshop, all three of us are oh, quite hyped yeah. until we get home, and then we can crash. But, yeah. but we often feed off people, us up in the top quadrant, the frontal part of the brain, whereas anybody operating out of, the, out of the basal part of the brain, they need to recharge, they need to regroup, and often they'll need space, peace, and quiet is exactly what the basal part of our brain needs in order to recharge. You know, there's a little bit of us in awe in yeah. every one of this because I as I'm listening to you I'm going there are times when you know like yesterday um, you know, Kim and I spoke yesterday for quite some time and then I wanted to go for a walk and I thought well I'll ring my walking partner but in actual fact I decided not to because I thought I need I just need some quiet and some peace for some reason and I, I did two hours where um, I didn't even want to take Obi with me, my dog, because I didn't want to be hassled in any way. I put my earphones on, and for two hours, I just walked. Didn't want to talk to anyone, didn't want to see anyone, didn't want to be with anybody except... So, but, but there's got to be some peacefulness. Well, that... no, no, because how you recharge, remember, let's do it the fun way. What's the powerfuls? Let's uh, do it my way. And your way is my way. your way. Uh, okay. So, and we all do recharge through having quiet time. There's no doubt, absolutely no doubt. But it wouldn't be your driving force. You would have needed that clarity to clear your head because you hit, you've got summits coming up, you've got talks coming mm-hmm. up, you've just got back from holiday. You, you know, you need that time to actually recharge the brain again because you're back into action again. Mm. And so every one of us definitely flick into the opposing part of us in order to recharge, but our natural instinct, and look, I find the more I talk, as in being a presenter, running my own business, having kids, I love nothing more than to get home and have no one. No one. Yeah. I need that time out because we give, give, give. And the way for us to recharge, particularly us three, is to actually have time out. And that uh, doesn't mean we have to be a peaceful... Yeah. But you're right, we can all flip. Now, ideally, and I'm looking at at the cross Cindy's made, ideally, if we could sit right in the middle and be one of a a quarter of all would be the most ideal. But there is no one on this planet designed to be one way or the other. Otherwise, the world wouldn't. Imagine two precise types married. Which the, um, man, everything would be in order and everything so would be perfect. Ordered. Everything is ordered and yeah. they get irritated with the littlest scratch, the littlest annoyance, the littlest things. Then give those two kids and watch their world erupt and what they fight over. It's amazing. Yeah. So the wife hasn't cleaned up after the kids have been playing all day. He's walked in. The house is now in disarray. She's had the kids all day. She hasn't had time to clean up. And there's argument rather than him understanding that this is what happens with kids. And she's stressed all day because she hasn't had time to clean it up. Or she's rushing the children because she needs it orderly before the husband gets home. Rather than acknowledging, and this is why kids are so great, or having puppies or new animals in the house because the, everything, there's no rules. There's no rules. It completely changes who you are. Two peacefuls together. Honey, what do you want to do tonight? 
I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> I'm not sure. What do you want to do? <laughs> oh, I'm okay. I'm easy. Yeah, me too. They don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both really comfortable and happy doing that. Aww. They don't. Two playfuls together can burn each other out. So they've got one party, then the, the, this one's organised another, so they'll go to both because they don't want to miss out on either. <laughs> and they don't want to miss out those types, so they're always at everything, or they overcommit, and often they're running late because they've overcommitted. Who's the most forgiving? Oh, let's talk about two um, powerfuls together. Yeah, that's my husband and I. Yes, and what happens with those two together? Hmm. Loggerheads, often they'll clash over the barbecue. <laughs> over the barbecue. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Cindy, back then when we spoke about the barbecue, we actually said to you, "You will never live this down," and that we—that is the truth. <laughs> so you're thinking about this, and it's, and it's not a bad thing to be married to the same type as you. But you've got to understand sometimes, and one of you will always have to be the one that lets the other one win. You've got to let powerfuls win something, and that's why you've got to pick your battles. If you're married to one, or you have one that's a child, or your parent is one, you've got to let them win some battles. So what I've learned through all of this is. I've just been through a really stressful time and I've been watching the personalities and at their weakest, they've brought out all the negative aspects mm. of a choleric and a melancholic. And every time they've done something and I've looked at it and I've watched it, I've gone, wow. And now I could have taken all that very personally because some of it was very harsh because, man, those two types are harsh with their words and they are brutal and they are argumentative and they're going to make you pay at their worst. But I've looked at it and gone, oh, my gosh, you're saying if they knew better, they'd do better. Mm. When you're not feeling good about yourself or where you're at, you flick into your weakness, so you portray that behavior, and you're looking for an argument, you're looking for some pedantic nitpickingness, and when you don't get it back, that's even more frustrating. But then there's nothing to argue with, and often it can diffuse. So you've got to really think about when I'm in conflict with my daughter, she'll do this. Mum, what time are you coming to the school? What time are you picking him up? We've got to be at such and such by 3.45. Have you paid this for this? So all the signs around my house, and I've mentioned this before, are all my daughter's doing. She's got charts up. She's got who has to be where at what time. And it's colour-coded. They love colour-coding. Um, but it's all colour-coded. <laughs> it was like um, we've just been trying to organise the kids to be picked up um, while we've been doing the podcast. And um, my daughter's picking up Kim's um, daughter and son. And it was I, all, text, I text Taylor. Yeah, yeah, she texts Taylor, and I just thought this is quite funny how Taylor comes back. Go on, you tell him. <laughs> so I texted Taylor and said, "Honey, all organised. Honey's going to pick you. I'm bringing you back to the office here. Then we'll go to da- then we'll no. I, I said we'll go from here. Yeah. She comes back going, I have dancing, mother. <laughs> And I went back going, I know my darling. <clears throat> and it would be like as if we've forgotten your dance bag, we're heading home and we'll be at dancing on time. She's come back going, tut. She's written tut. <laughs> oh! She's miffed. Miffed. Because I've changed her yeah, routine. you changed her routine. Now she'll get over it and she knows what I'm like. Yeah. You know, so, and that's the beautiful thing. But I also am very always usually on time for her. She has really, because I know how important it is to her to be on time and to not be late and to, she's got this whole thing. But she also has to accept that sometimes mother isn't on time because I've overcommitted, usually is the main reason. Now who's the most... Now we know why. <laughs> Yeah. And precise types cannot stand sanguine or playful types for that reason. They think they are so disrespectful, and you can have a massive argument over that. But if you understand the types, you know that in order to get the best out of that playful, they've had to do one more phone call or one more thing, and you're going to get the best of them when they get to you, rather than nitpicking them or having a crack at them. And this is where relationships, marriages, families, dynamics, friends break down. Because we start looking at the weaknesses and operating out of our weaknesses rather than looking at the strengths. Do you know, I love playful friends because I don't have to work hard. Oh, 
They are so much fun. I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what part of my personality is that? <laughs> I do. I love playfuls because when I go out with a playful, I can just have fun with them because I don't have to work hard yeah, yeah, to do yeah. anything because they're doing all the work and I just go on their skirt tails. And laugh at their jokes <laughs> yep, and yep. make them feel good. Yep. Give them the attention, the yep. affection, acceptance and approval yep. they need and tell them how funny they are and how brilliant they are and they're going to keep going. And then when you go home, lie in a bath and go, oh, my God. <sighs> It's so true, you know, to be out with somebody like that. I remember I had this friend, and I think, I think she was a powerful. And so, I would sit with her and ask her questions about her life, and that would be the end of the conversation. No more conversation, because she would never think to ask me questions about my life. Yeah, no, this is how they say, "Honey, sorry, that's enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me?" It's so true. So I had this other friend who was playful, and I would always ask her to come with me to this other friend's place because I would be exhausted by the end because it was me trying to, because I've got some, you know, playful in me. It was me trying to, um, you know, bring out and do things. Whereas when I bought the complete popular, you know, the one she was so um, having so much fun all the time, she could just entertain. And I would just sit back and enjoy oh. the, the those people. Needless to say, the friend that never asked me any questions, we're not friends anymore because you, you get tired. Mm. So I love you so much. I'm never tired. <laughs> but what, that's, it's, it's so true. It's draining, though. They're draining. It's, it's exhausting. And it's like, gosh, what do, what do I say now? I've got nothing else to say. I it's know. the end of the conversation. Do you know, I've got a couple of friends. Well, I mean, you can't even really call them friends. They're people that we know or I know. Um, and I haven't seen them for a long, 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 long time. But it was always the case, you know, like even when I was growing up, my sisters, or no, not even my sister, because my sister's very much like me in this respect. But I would have other friends that would say, come here, come here, come and do this. Let's go here. Let's visit these people. And I'd be like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, and I would get tired at the thought <laughs> of going mm. to those people's places because I had to become something I wasn't. Mm -hmm. In order for there to be conversational, for it to be lively, I had to become, I had to fake it. Mm -hmm. And then I would leave absolutely exhausted. But not only that, go to another deeper level. I would be psychologically resentful. Mm -hmm. Not at that person, but I would be resentful towards myself because I wasn't able to be myself in those moments. Mm -hmm. So I would leave with a sense of resent as well. Well, that's what Kim was saying in the mm. beginning, is mm. that when we fake it, when we're being someone we're actually not, mm. we actually do become very exhausted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, and that's why it's good to have a popular with you, because then you don't get exhausted. You just let them play and you can just sit back and relax. Just become part of the furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just observing. I'm just watching. You guys are having so much fun. It's great fun to watch you having fun. Loving it. It's yeah. true. <laughs> we could keep talking about this, but we're going to go through this at, at our Awaken the Change Within retreat. Mm. And I've got these beautiful new forms that are very much more in depth and things like that. Which are, now, I've also written an ebook. Um, which will be oh. up by the time this goes live. Did you write that as an assignment um, while you were away? No, I just did this on the plane. So that's the colour. See, colour. Get things done. So I've done an ebook for people that want to know more about this, and you might have got. A, hopefully, you haven't got too confused, but it just gives you. It's a very basic book, but it'll give you all the principles and understandings of the weaknesses and the strengths. Very cool. And very also cool. A okay. test. There's a test in there to work oh. out who you are and what Do you are. Do we get one too? Yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you. Guys. Oh, good, good. Um, but it's it's just neat. It's a neat thing to do as a oh, family. Yeah, I just now I'm confused about him now. 
No, I think you've <laughs> sussed them. I think you've actually sussed Peaceful. them. See, I don't know. But see, I don't know. I don't know. Like Peaceful, perfect, maybe. Is he very structured and organised? Does he like lists and ticks and he likes everything? No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it'd be good to do it. I honestly yeah. don't know because I don't see him at okay, work. So I don't he, know what he's like You just work. brought up a really good point. Matt could be masking. He could be, and he could have learnt this so well it's hard to read and hard to know. So when you take the test, what you have to remember is as you circle each word that you think is you, you have to think of yourself as like a five-year-old child, five- or six-year-old child, when you remember yourself really young because there was no judgment or um, understanding right, so there of the was persona. no expectation as to what would be right or yeah, wrong. So how were you when you were a five- or a six-year-old child? What were you doing and how were you being? Now, for some five- and six-year-olds, they've still had really dominated. Can't remember back that far. It's far because you can remember okay. how you were, what you were like. I just know I was a people pleaser. I wanted my mum to be happy. I wanted to make it all right. So I'd do everything I could to make it right, and I'd make her laugh. Because mum was full on and stressed a lot of the time. She was working three jobs. And Is that, that where you got from? your comedy routine from? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, you learn. You, so have a think about that when you do the okay. test. Um, All right. There's also another, a fantastic chiropractor, a very good friend of yours. Yeah, Mark Possels. Mark Possels yeah. has written a book called The Innate Model. Yeah. I was actually just trying to find it in my bookshelf and, and because it's just, um, it's not there. I think it's at home. Now, because is. what you're saying is is bringing back what he talks about. Yeah. yeah. Which is all brain-oriented. Yeah, he calls it quadrant one, two, three, four. Yeah. He doesn't even want to give it a name. No. Because he thinks that puts too much judgment, whereas I think it... I personally think it makes it easy. Yeah. You know, but then other people then go, oh, but you're boxing me in. It's not about that. It's no. just about what's the best temperament that you operate out of. How do we bring out those strengths and how do we manage our weaknesses? Because we are going to flick into weakness at times. We are going to be stressed oh, at times. Yeah. We are going to be these types. And that's what's so beautiful about having, you know, educated, intelligent, beautiful friends. <laughs> because if you Is she talking con- about us? I think so, yes. Yes, okay. Good. But, but the neat thing is when you're, when you're educated, even if you don't have anyone else in your family and you learn this stuff, you will have a different role to play in your family, even if no one else understands. It's much better if everyone's on the same page. Mm. But if they're not, mm. you can actually have power in those relationships. So I'll have Jacob come to me and say, Taylor's done this, and she's even said to her this morning, why can't you be a cool sister that doesn't tell on me all the time? So she comes home and she sees him playing on PlayStation longer than he should, and she'll say, I'm telling mum. And he goes, why can't you be a cool sister that doesn't? But she knows that it's wrong. See, they're very justified, melancholic, precise types. They don't like seeing things wrong. So she's doing it because she cares. He know, mm. She knows that too much PlayStation's not good, but he's reading it as a dobber. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So when I sat with them both this morning at breakfast, I talked about what our needs are and why we do that. And that perhaps actually Jacob, Taylor, actually just really cares and she doesn't want you to get on those games too long because you're also aggressive. And maybe, Taylor, Jacob's not meaning it that you're a dobber. In fact, he quite likes the guidelines because he wouldn't know. He's such a playful, powerful out there. He would stay on there for eight hours if he could. And he would so, lose track of the time. He would. He would, and he doesn't care. Do you know, I think that these, I think this is really awesome in that it gives a person tools to be able to understand more about what they are. And I think that the interesting parts about it is that when we know who we are, then we're able to... You remember, do you remember the podcast that we did which was about perception and projection yeah. so whatever yeah. I think you're doing to me and whatever I think you are is a reflection of me mm. so I could say you're a sanguine but it's a reflection of me otherwise I couldn't see it in you mm. so the, the thing that I love about this is that 
when we actually get to know who we are, then we don't we stop judging ourselves. And the moment we stop judging ourselves, we stop judging others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most beautiful part about it because all judgment starts with us mm-hmm. and then we project it outside mm-hmm. and say, you are this, you are that, when actually they're not. Just you, And you were just saying that with Taylor and Jacob mm-hmm. because what's really underneath it is a completely different motivation and a completely different concept of life and what's required to make life work. We're just projecting our own stuff out there. But when we know who we are... I think the most beautiful part about this is we're able to accept ourselves, fall in love with ourselves, stop judging ourselves, and therefore fall in love with the world and stop judging the world, and the world becomes a beautiful place. It does. You know, isn't that a peaceful thing to say? Considering you're not peaceful, yes. (laughs) I think it was beautiful. It was. was The thing you've just brought up, though, was an aha. Do not... I'll always take us there. Yeah, do not use this work as a weapon. It's a tool. So don't turn around and go, oh, you're just a precise... Well, you couldn't know. know. You couldn't know if somebody was a precise unless you were Mm. one. You couldn't know that. Otherwise, you would just be projecting yourself onto them. You Mm. can't recognise precise traits unless Mm. you have them in yourself. Mm. So it's just... True. And this is the thing. We can use everything for good or evil. Mm -hmm. But in terms of using it for good, it's about getting to know who we are, who I am. And when I understand who I am, I can stop judging myself and saying that my powerful traits, where I demand satisfaction, (laughs) you won't have fun and you will smile about it. (laughs) But when you stop judging yourself for those traits because you think, well, you realise to that extent, well, actually, this is my natural state of being. So how can I take my natural state of being and use it for good? So how can I take my natural state of being demanding satisfaction? Oh, she's shaking. <laughs> how can I take that natural state of being and then make the world a better place because of who I am, not because of what people out there are not? Exactly. Shut the front door. Uh, yeah. Now, Kim, you talked about you've just done an e-book. Where can we get it? And how do we get it? Where? What's it called? Where, what's the website we need to go to in order to get it? 28.com. Mm-hmm. So the word 20 and the number 8.com. Enter the shop and under e-books. What's it called? Well, I had called it Why Am I So Normal and Everyone Else Is. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that one too. <laughs> That's my kind of title. <laughs> And that one probably will stick. So we'll just, okay. that's what it's called at the yeah, moment. Yeah, well, you said that. So mm. it sounds good. All right. So they can go to 28.com. Under ebooks. And and you can take the test. There's a test. Um, there's a test in there. And then there's also a little breakdown about each type, their strengths and their weaknesses, and how to play into that. It's very basic. Sounds fun. Because there's some fantastic books out there. There's some really good books. Um, and Florence Litauer is definitely someone that I'd be looking at, her Personality Plus books. And there's a whole lot of books yeah. around that. Mm. There was a lady back in New Zealand called Diane Levy who said, of course I love you, now go to your room. Um, that was a beautiful book for parenting based oh. on the four personality oh. types. Um, there's, I love you, go to your room. <laughs> um, there's just there's a lot out there. Yeah, yeah. It's just a case of working through And then when you look at Myers-Briggs and DISC and, and many of the other types that are out there, you can see there's lots of positives in yeah, all of them. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's more about, like you said, about understanding others, and but more importantly, understanding, understanding ourselves. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast, which is very, it's, mm. I, it's been very enlightening. It's been beautiful. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So we want to know about you guys. How did you feel about the podcast? What style do you think you are? <laughs> 
what style do you think your husband is or your wife is? And know that it's a projection. <laughs> I can't wait to take the test. I'm mm, so excited about it. So give us all of your feedback and give us your, po- your, your, your thoughts and your comments on this podcast. It's, in te- it's terribly enlightening, but it's definitely a topic that I think we could talk about for a day. Mm. Because humans are so complex, and I think it's awesome. So go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and give us your feedback. And jump on over to the Facebook page, all the W's, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Post your comments there as well. We love to hear from you, and we always want to get back to you. So keep us updated on, on, on how you're feeling and what you're thinking. And if you've got any ideas for podcasts that you want us to record, make sure you let us know on the Facebook page as well. So join us here next week on Up for a Chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we will see you on the ride. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Lawrence Tam here from The Wellness Guy Show. You know, the big ahas in life happen mostly when we're out of our normal everyday environment, right? If you're in need of some big light bulb moments, and want to do it in a very luxurious surrounding like Fiji, well, I got something for you. Up for a chat girls, Kim Morrison, Cindy O'Meara, Karen Smith, and my boys, the Damien Christoph, Brett Hill from the Wellness Guys, and myself will be hanging out at the Western Resort and Spa in Fiji. We'll love to have you to be part of our first BFO wellness retreat in September. We're taking a small group of people to immerse themselves in discovering life purpose, physical health, and well-being. It'll be three days and two nights of unforgettable memories. Definitely some massive breakthroughs. And of course, we're going to have lots of fun. For more information or book your spot, please go to shop.thewellnesscouch.com. That's shop.thewellnesscouch.com. And we'll look forward to seeing you there. Take care. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.